Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jake. And this is We, we Trust, Trust the, the process. process. But this week, <laughs> our recording process didn't go quite as planned. Well, we recorded through the computer, and even though we wore our headphones and talked into microphones, <laughs> that was just for show. <laughs> um, we can't record the whole thing over again, but we promise to do better next week. So yeah. hang in there. Give it a listen anyway. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Sarah. And this is We Trust, Trust the, the Process, a podcast about The Bachelorette. We're a couple and we watch it and yep. we talk about it. That's what we're here to do. And we're going to talk for week, week five. Week five, part two. I just want to kick things off by saying that Lee's hair is the dumbest. Oh, it's, it's pretty bad. I hate his hair. I hate him and I hate his hair. And fortunately, we don't have to talk about him after the next 15 minutes probably. Yeah, and we don't have to see him on our dang TV screens, except for the, you know, end of the season, after the rose and mental. Mental all. His hair's gonna be dumb there too. <laughs> anyway, back in the woods, Kenny's walking back to the bench where Lee is sitting, laughing maniacally. <laughs> Cut to a snake slithering through the grass. Kenny's like, "We don't have to talk, but here's what I have to say." <laughs> And then, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> expletive, 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 expletive. Lots of swearing. Jesus loves you. God is you, God and Jesus. <laughs> swear, swear, swear. I'm going to rub my swear over your grave. Lee says, I never said that I pulled you out of a van. Liar. Swear, swear. <laughs> Snakey snake Jesus. <laughs> All right. Rachel comes up. Lee, you're going home. Cool. Next. Well, Kenny doesn't get a rose now either. Usually two on one dates, the other person will get the rose. Yeah, so Rachel's like, Kenny, I'm going to take you away in this helicopter. And Kenny's like, uh, hang on a second. I'm going to leave the helicopter and go talk to Lee again. Yeah. Rachel's like, what? And what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I feel stupid. And she's so annoyed by this. What could, she says, what could you possibly be saying to him? <laughs> Which is what we're all thinking. Yeah. I just wanted her to be like, all right, you know what, pilot, let's, uh, let's take let's off. Just, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, I think God is up there being like, don't, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> like, don't drag me into this. You're both using me and not appropriately. So when they were back in the hotel room, when all the guys were waiting in that, the guy comes in to take the, oh yeah, the, the, brief, bag, the yeah. bag, yeah. I wonder if that guy has like his own IMDB page for this one episode. <laughs> He's probably also the guy that puts the table outside of the door with the date card. <laughs> he has some really important duties. Um, I wonder about that as well. Like, because all the guys were sitting together in the room talking about what's going to happen. Do you think that they say like, come on, gather round? Like that has to be orchestrated, right? Did we see everybody in the room at once? Or did we? Because like there could just be some people hanging out in that room. Because it really they know... seemed like a lot of them. Yeah. Tazos, you should tweet at us. Tazos, let us know. <laughs> I don't know how, how long Tazos lasted, though. He might not have made it to, like, a two-on-one situation. I'm, I can't recall. Sorry, Tazos. We liked you. You were yeah. memorable to us. Yeah. And it was so great when you followed us on Twitter. I think Tazos is going to paradise, right? Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Yep. Or he went last season that we didn't watch. I don't know. He called the paradise people his family, so I'm not sure. We'll find out soon enough. Yes. So, okay, but backing up even a little bit further, 
you know how when someone gets sent home from a two-on-one, they usually talk to the camera? Mm-hmm. Why didn't that happen with Lee? Did they just figure nobody cared? <laughs> They're just like, oh, you know what? I don't even... We don't even care what you have You're to say. You're just going to say a bunch of snaky garbage, so we're not even going <laughs> to show anybody. I think that it was because they were leaving things unresolved for the mental off. Oh, so he had something to say? Yeah. Because otherwise he would just be rehashing the same things that he was saying then. Maybe. Mm. I think he just went off the, the, the rails and... They would have showed us that, though. They love off the rails. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad that we moved on, but I thought of it later. Like, wait a second. We never saw, you know, him walk into the woods and have a moment with the voodoo priestess. No, you wonder why? It's because he's still sitting out there in that chair. <laughs> they left him. <laughs> Stranded. Right. Good luck getting home. Here's a, a knife and a bottle of water. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. <laughs> so, back to Rachel and Kenny having their one-on-one time, which was one-on-one time. Yeah. I'd just like to point out because Kenny said that he Kenny complained to... for the rest of the episode. Yeah, they came in, had a conversation, and he just—he was saying that he just wants to be in love. Yeah, Rachel did a good job. I thought of trying to kind of figure out what his deal was and kind of saying like, "Well, what's are, are you? Do you have a short fuse? Do you get upset easily?" And he said, "No, he has a long fuse, um, but if it goes off, it goes off." Right, because he's the type of person that will just let it go off, and then that'll be the end of the conflict for him. Right. He said he's verbal, (laughs) which made me think of the SATs. (laughs) Like, oh, I verbal, I math. (laughs) I'm the writing section. No, no, not the writing section. (laughs) I'm glad we missed that. Oh, I had to do it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, that's the difference between our ages. It was optional, though. (laughs) Like, you didn't have to do it the year I took the SAT. It wasn't even an option when I did it. But I took the GRE and had to do a bunch of essays, and then never applied to grad school. I just did it for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Did pretty well. Yeah. In case anybody's curious. (laughs) So, Rachel then uh in their conversation says oh i'm just gonna reach for something which i thought was interesting like she was giving them heads up like hey don't karate chop me or anything <laughs> like i'm about to lunge forward and he's like oh oreos or chocolate and i was like that's an awesome like why don't people ask me that question <laughs> oreos please definitely oreos next week we'll have oreos we'll have oreos and chocolates just, and a rose on the table yeah And I'm going to just not touch the rose and go straight for the Oreos and chocolate. And if you go for it, I'm going to karate chop you. Yeah. And I'll warn you every time. (laughs) I'm just going to reach for something here. But she reaches for the rose. Gives it to him. And then they kiss. I think that was the first time they kissed. Or it felt like the first time they kissed, at least. Doesn't matter, because he went home. They they never really had romance. They had a good friendship. And it, it could have blossomed into romance, but it didn't. I think if there wasn't a time crunch... Maybe it could have turned into something. I think that that's what happens when you have a child. Right. You, you gotta, just... like, fall fast. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Like, you're supposed to take your time. No, but on the show, like, you have to really, like, get into it. Oh, yeah. It has to be, like, an absolute, like, 100% kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the whole time you're just gonna think, like, I should be home. Right. Before we knew that he was going home, I liked what he said, where he said something about the potential impact Rachel could have on our lives is why I'm here. 
And he said our lives, like, you know, him and his daughter. Yeah. He just seems like such a good dad, and whenever he talks to Mackenzie, um, they just have such a nice conversation, and she just seems so understanding of what's going on, and it's just beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, sometimes she dresses up like a cat. <laughs> I want to know more about that. Like, was it cat day at school? Does she do YouTube videos where she does makeup tutorials? Like, how to get this cat look? Maybe she's trying out for cats? Maybe. Maybe she's practicing Halloween costumes. Jeez, I really need you to know that now. You're, you, I don't even believe you, like, a little bit that you're interested in that. That was the least convincing. So then we go into a rose ceremony. Josiah talks to Matt and says that he wants a rose tonight to show that he that uh, Rachel sees a future with him, which is the reason everyone th- wants a rose, right? The, because the if you don't show. get a rose, then you don't have a future together. What? That seemed like an Iggy statement. Yeah. I at that point I was like, I'm still sure he's not going to get a rose. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think he was going to get one. No. So then we see Rachel in her beautiful sparkly wrap dress. Mm-hmm. I want a sparkly wrap dress like that. It's so glittery. What kind of fabric do you think that's made out of? See, that's the problem actually with those glittery dresses is they're usually really scratchy. Mm. Although, did that one have sleeves? I don't remember. You would need to have sleeves, or I would need to have sleeves because I have sensitive arms. skin. Yeah, and it would just get like all pink and scratchy mm-hmm. and it's okay if it's scratchy under the dress well because you wouldn't feel it because your arms would be inside the dress mm-hmm. so the guys are walking into this house and they're going across a spooky bridge carrying lanterns hold your lantern higher at this point jack stone would be looking around for ghosts <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he would find them too there was no cocktail party straight into the rose ceremony that's yeah. a thing now rachel's just taking care of business If you know, you know, you know? Yeah, why have a cocktail party when you can just send people home? Save on the booze, you know? (laughs) The bachelor budget is shrinking. (laughs) This is the first time that she says uh, at the beginning of the ceremony that what she sees is her future. She didn't say, I see my husband in this room, but it was still kind of along that same line. I see my future in this room. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the goodbyes are getting a little harder. Yeah. She said if she doesn't give you a rose, she's sorry, and she just doesn't see you as my husband. (laughs) Which, again... Should be what they say, (laughs) instead of, (laughs) will you accept this rose? (laughs) Interested in being my husband? Still? Still. Okay, cool. (laughs) She starts giving out the roses. Um, Brian and Kenny already have one. And then Will, Dean, and Eric get roses. And then Josiah's still talking about how if she doesn't give a rose to him, there's something wrong with her brain. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> That's so obnoxious. Like, oh, if you don't like me, there's something wrong yeah. with you. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Then Peter and Alex and Adam and Matt. And so that means Anthony and Josiah don't get a rose. So we called Josiah, I think, yeah. yesterday. We called Josiah. We did not call Anthony. Definitely that was... Not. Whew, no. That was a shocker. Yeah, because uh, yesterday we were like, oh, I think Anthony's going to... I thought he was going to make it. Yeah, I thought that he, like... I mean, his date was not very interesting, except for the horse cupcake. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I thought that maybe, I don't know, he would just come out of nowhere and be doing awesome. Yeah. Falling not, in love and 
breaking hearts and not the case at all. No, he went home. Yeah, pretty uneventfully. Also, no goodbye from him. No yeah. direct to camera talking about his feelings or anything. Must not have been very interesting. Yeah, not surprised. Right, because as much as I liked him, not He's super interesting. Somewhat boring on camera. Yeah. Except for that when he, I don't know, yesterday he said some interesting stuff. And we were like, more of that. And Josiah? Josiah's like, nobody thought I was going home. And I was like, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty sure. And he's like, and no offense to Alex, but that KGB agent's still in there. Yeah. And like, really? She thinks she has a better chance with Matt? And <laughs> really, Adam? He, he has a doll that looks like Mike Myers? <laughs> and then he pops up in a window. Yeah. I really like when people say no offense and then they say something offensive. <laughs> no offense, but that guy's a fucking idiot. It's amazing how that just works, you know? Like, it takes all the offense away. <laughs> no offense, Josiah, but you're not as charming as you think you are. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to Copenhagen. Did you know you can get cheap flights to Copenhagen? I, I've i seen a billboard, I think, about that yeah. on the highway. Well, like... Around $200 a round trip? Yeah. Yeah, I want to go to Copenhagen. I was obsessed with it like two months ago. I know. I was pretty sure you were going to go. I still I still really want to. I don't know. I think it would be more fun to go with a friend. Right. I know that can't be you. Right. Because we've already had our vacations. Because I'm not allowed out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not, not talk about that. that. Yeah, we can't talk about what happened. No, I've used up a lot of vacation, and that's why I can't go. Yeah, because we already went on exciting trips abroad. Mm -hmm. And then we have all these weddings this dang summer. This dang weddings. But I'm self-employed, so I can go on vacations whenever I want. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> to Copenhagen. <laughs> so it looks really cold there. <laughs> they show us a white dove, and the guy's all sitting around a table and cheersing. Is that a word? Cheersing, yeah, cheersing. sure. Cheersing, yeah. Uh, doing a toast. And all the guys have glasses of beer, except for Alex. His might have been beer, but it wasn't beer colored. It was more cola colored. Oh, Alex just drinks cola. I, don't I was know. thinking maybe it was just a dark beer. Yeah, maybe. He was the only one to choose a dark... I mean, he do, he is different than everyone. Uh -huh. So I wouldn't... I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I'd like to hear more about that. About his choices of beverages? Yeah. Kenny knows that he's falling behind. He just really needs that time with her and doesn't get any more one-on-one -on -one time, even though he already just had some. Yeah, so Eric gets the one-on-one -on -one date, and Kenny is all bugging out about it. Yeah. But you just had time with her. Right. And, like, I get it. He he wants to know for sure. You know, it's just exposing that doubt that he has about their relationship. Mm -hmm. But stop complaining about it. The date card said, I'm coping to love. Which Eric just loved. He said it a whole bunch of times. So Rachel arrives on this little boat and Eric's like, can I get in? Are you coming out? Like, and he's just like dancing all around and being coping, coping. And he's like a puppy. He was, yeah, he was a completely different person than yeah. who we've seen. He's been like this broody, like very cerebral person, like yeah. all just very serious about everything. And then now all of a sudden he's just like pacing back and forth and dancing and being jolly and... Mm -hmm. I was like, who is this? <laughs> he still did some of the things he usually does. Like, he loves to dance, so they always do their little dance thing. And he's also, like, really clingy on her. But he was much more energetic and actually said stuff this time, which yeah. I thought was nice. Yeah, they're cruising down this little river or canal, and Rachel says, oh, I know something. 
uh, sailors used to live in these houses. And then Eric's like, sailors used to live in these houses, like shouting it to the people <laughs> along the sides. I was like, who is this? Because <laughs> I like him yeah. like this. Absolutely. He seems like somebody who's fun to be around. Yeah. I still don't know about the relationship between the two of them. Yeah. I don't know if it's sustainable. It definitely felt like a high school kind of thing, which Rachel said at one point, like with them going to the amusement park, like it felt like being yeah. young yeah. and in love. Yeah. Which I think, which is fun yeah. and great, but I just don't know if that's sustainable. Right. So they get wandering around the city and they, they see a bunch of nice buildings and architecture and they stumble across these hot tubs. Yeah. Know. Rachel was like, I didn't even know you could do this. Cut to Rachel in her bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The nudie guy stands up. Blush. Do you think he was really naked? I don't. I don't either. Uh, Rachel wants four kids and Eric wants ten. <laughs> it's a big discrepancy. Yeah. Even meeting in the middle, seven. That's ten three. is a lot of children. Well, yeah. Four is a lot of children to me, though, so yeah. I don't know. No, but I mean, like, even meeting in the middle with seven is still three off from what either one of them want. <laughs> It's yeah. a big compromise. Eric won't be able to field his baseball team anymore. <laughs> I'd lose one. At least one. Back at the house, a group date card comes. And it says, I've taken a Viking to you guys. <laughs> and it's Dean, Kenny, Brian, Alex, Matt, Peter, and Adam. Which means that Will is getting a one-on-one. Kenny is frustrated that he doesn't get the one-on-one. But he's still talking about Lee. Oh, no. Kenny. Come on. Let it go. Cut back to the date with Eric. They're at the Tivoli Amusement Park, and Rachel says she wants to go to an amusement park to keep Eric out of his head. So keep him in the moment. There's, then they have the dinner portion of the date, and they're sitting at this table with those delicious, delicious little cheese, oh, those cheeseburgers. I want a burger. Yeah. I mean, our pizza dinner was delicious. We had Hawaiian pizza for dinner, in case you guys are curious, <laughs> and peach iced tea. <laughs> That's going to be a thing now. Um... But I was just like, it's so sad that those burgers are not going to get eaten. Right. Because usually they just have like little foods that you can't even really tell what they are, like a salad or something. Yeah, and you never know how much somebody's eaten of a salad, but they didn't take any bites out of those hamburgers. Yeah, and they were glistening. They looked wonderful. Eric describes himself as a kid, as a cool square. (laughs) Didn't do drugs, didn't get into fights, didn't get into trouble. But he was cool. Yeah. But his mom didn't really love him. Never got love from anyone. Sad. Yeah. That's a tough upbringing. I can't imagine. Not getting that support. Yeah, like, and being aware of that. Yeah. I don't know, like going over to a friend's house and like. Seeing their parents being like, oh, hey, Johnny, you're, oh, I love you so much. And then he goes home and his mom probably doesn't even say hi to him. Yeah, just imagine her being, just ignoring him, Uh wishing he wasn't there. I pr- it probably wasn't that bad. <laughs> probably. I not. hope not. Poor kid. Yeah. So because of that, he has been afraid of love and relationships. So mm-hmm. he says that when relationships have gotten to that point in the past, he runs away. Yeah. He's never felt love, but he's feeling it for her. Yeah. He said he's falling for her. Yeah. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so then my immediate thing is if he doesn't get picked at the end... Like, what kind of damage is that going to do? Yeah, I don't think that we really usually think about the psychological repercussions of the bachelor or bachelorette 
on these these contestants. I don't know. I got worried for him. Yeah. Because there's that, you know, it's better to have loved and lost than never have loved at all thing. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When your first love is like on TV and you have a lot of baggage about not being loved. And you don't get loved back. Oof. Anyway, Eric was saying that she's the one for me and she's she's the wife for me. Yeah. Once he got the rose, he was like really sure of it and that really made him feel strongly about it. Yeah, do you believe that? I think it's way too much of a jump in like an hour. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess in this show you gotta fall fast. That's true. I mean, Rachel seems really happy. She says she can't wait for her next date with him. Yeah, and I feel like that's not a thing that she says that often. No. And she always is very, very forward and open with him. Yeah, they seem to have a really good rapport. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Then we go to the Viking ship punishment date, where the guys are forced to row. (laughs) Row. 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 Brian almost falls out of the boat. He's having a really hard time with the oar. Adam says he's falling for Rachel. What? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, even though you've never spoken to her ever before. Sorry, Adam. We want to like you because, well, I guess he doesn't, he probably doesn't do the Adam Jr. Twitter feed. Oh, that's not not. him. Okay, yeah. No way. (laughs) Adam Jr. retweeted one of our tweets. Yeah. And so... We're inclined to like Adam even more now. But uh, yeah, that's true. He has nothing to do with it. No. I... All right. So it's all right for us to say that Adam, what? Like yeah, you, right. <laughs> how are you falling for her? I get it. You're in this situation and like, that's what you're supposed to do. But that doesn't mean that like you particularly who've had no like real one-on-one time with her. Yeah. But he, I mean, maybe they're just not showing it to us. But to me, it just seems so obvious that Adam is not going to have a future. No, I would put him in the bottom six of the last people. Yeah. Anyway. He's falling for her. So, I mean, that is probably one of the only hobbies that's available to you (laughs) in the Bachelor Mansion. Right. You don't have any technology with you. (laughs) You just just sit around and think about Rachel all day long. Uh, so they pull up onto the beach, and there's <laughs> the slowest motion. The best Viking fighting. fight I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. I would watch a TV show of Tom and Morton. It's like slow TV fighting, though. Yeah, the way they were just kind of like, they would just bash their Shield shields again, and then try to smack around. It looked like they had never done this before. <laughs> yeah. And they're the they're the Viking instructors. Yeah. They look like old people LARPing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was amazing. I want more of it. So they know a lot about Viking fighting, and they're going to teach about it. Viking fighting? No, Viking. Only one of them said Viking. (laughs) Tom did. Morton said Viking, though. He says the V. Morton just said, I do the same thing. I I know what he does. I do do what he does. The Viking stuff. (laughs) So the first game they play... Okay. (laughs) Yeah. These are the best games ever. These games... So this just further makes me believe that Tom and Morton are just making this (laughs) up as they go along because the games that they play are so absurd. So the first one is Grease Stick. (laughs) 
Where Rachel hold, holds this greasy... Oh, she holds the normal non-greased end of a stick, and then the other end's greased, and the man has to try to rip it out of her hand so that, that she... That they can marry. Um, and There's just something about, like, a girl holding a stick that's greasy and pulling it and that being somehow what you, you get to marry her after that. I don't know. <laughs> the, yeah. That probably has a sticky origin. Yeah. So Adam picks her up and just runs away with her, which I thought was cute. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing that we've ever seen happen between Adam and Rachel. Peter did the exact same move he did while they were playing handball where he picked her up and spun her. Yeah. He did that. He pulled that one again. He likes to pick her up. That's his He likes to get physical because that's her love language. Yeah. Oh, God. So the next, next game, I think, was push the guy out of the circle. Yeah. So they're all in the circle. Back to back, no hands, and they just have to, like, try to shove each other out. With their butts. <laughs> Dean's just like running away from everyone. Yeah, Dean's just avoiding. I liked that. That's a good technique. The then they showed maybe like a version of like very intimate Red Rover where all of the guys were like holding arms except for one and he had to try to run through. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure what the rules of the game were. Then there was some sort of hop on one leg and, and attack each other, which made me think of that uh night fight. In Monty Python yes. and Holy Grail. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is where Tom and Warren got the idea. <laughs> then there was some sort of pulling each other's belts game. Yeah. Was it pulling belts or pulling hoods off? I don't know. There was some sort of fabric thing around the waist. Oh, okay. So the hood thing might have been a different game yeah. because, you You're know. to get the hood off. <laughs> it's Viking fighting. I wonder if these are real things i sure hope they are it seems possible like when you think i think i keep kind of in my brain like crossing vikings and knights yeah they're very different yeah but like i guess i like to think of knights like that these are the things they did instead of jousting (laughs) and like all of this like more technical stuff it's like no we're just gonna play push them out of the circle (laughs) like it seemed like games that like you would have made up on the playground. Right. Like, I, right. I have a stick. <laughs> I'm going to hold it. You got to yank it out. You got to pull it out of my hand. <laughs> well, they showed another game later on when Rachel was on the one-on-one where they were, like, chucking sticks at other sticks. <laughs> Do you mean deconstructed Jenga? Yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, blocks of wood. You just throw them at each other. <laughs> oh, you hit them. I guess it's a point. <laughs> you get to make the rules. <laughs> I love Viking games. Yeah. Maybe we can have Viking games at our wedding. That's not a bad idea. Like, people, instead of playing, like, instead of investing in, like, a bocce set or something. Just get some wood sticks. We'll just find some wood scraps and put them on the ground and be like, play. But don't give rules, right? Just let them They're Viking rules. Yeah. You don't know those? Yeah. (laughs) So then... Tom and Morton declare that the best two from the games were Kenny and Adam. Mm-hmm. And so that means they get to fight each other. For her heart. Great. Yikes. Oh, so it, this is getting much more physical than Tom and Morton's game got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they're really shoving each other hard. They're whacking each other with shields. Kenny's sword breaks. And so Adam just throws his down and was like, all right, let's do this. 
and they just start shield fighting. And then they smack each other in the eye, (laughs) and Kenny knocks Adam out of the ring. And then both of them are bleeding quite a bit out of the top of their left eye. Yes, they like split split their eyebrows open. They probably needed stitches. But Kenny wins, and he is declared Viking King. Which I thought would be is going to be really great for uh, getting rid of that aggressive guy label. Yeah, right. <laughs> he won a very physical date. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, for such a physical date, it was super lighthearted and fun. Like even though they were like pretty physical and hitting each other, it seemed like everyone was still having a good time. They almost was like, "That's true." I can't believe so and so was this aggressive. You yeah. Know? Yeah, we got to just enjoy them playing ridiculous games. We didn't have to worry about... Racism. At the evening part of the date, Rachel says uh, a toast and thanks the guys for pillaging her feelings and raiding her heart. (laughs) Just pun after pun this episode. I think uh, Morin slipped her that line. (laughs) I wrote that Brian stole her away first, you know, for a makeout sesh. Yeah. A big makeout sesh. (sighs) So... Their conversation just further irritated me because Brian was like, can you imagine how great it's going to be when we peel back those layers? So rather than actually peeling back the layers. (laughs) Like at what point are you going to have conversations of substance with this woman? No, you have to have the conversations about how you're not having the conversations. Yeah, something like meta conversations about... Oh, I just really do not like Brian. And he's like, do you realize? I don't know. And she's just like, she tries, mm-hmm. I think. She's like, well, I just, you know, I think about where we're going to live. Or like, we live in different cities. Mm-hmm. And he has no interest. He's like, I'm so there. We're, you know, we're so ready. That's not an answer. You're still not answering the question. Yeah, it's it's pretty frustrating. I Yeah, but she just really still likes him. She just because loves having her lick her face licked. Her face licked. I saw so many tweets tonight about how people are <laughs> muting their televisions during. They're just like, you have to. We have to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> and she really likes how Brian keeps reassuring her. About but like, what? But yeah, exactly. And I, I was like reassuring her that he's full of shit. <laughs> I don't know that their relationship is based on physical attraction and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm very excited for when he gets sent home. Peter and Rachel have some more oh my gosh time together. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's just, she was like, oh, your nervousness has attracted me so much. And even more than how handsome you are. He's like. Yeah, right. (laughs) He's like, you've inspired me to look into the future. And then she's like. Can you kiss me? Can you give me a little kiss? Can you give me a little kiss? <laughs> she just is so giddy around him. And is like always asking for him to kiss her. Yeah. And I've been noted, I don't know, like when there are group situations and she walks by, like I look at the way that he's looking at her. And to me it definitely seems like he knows something. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't see that. I didn't... I like, think I'm reading... I'm... Are you looking at everybody else in all group situations, too, to see if they're yes. giving... <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> he gets the group roast. But afterwards, she walks by and, like, yeah. they, they hold hands and, like... That might be sort of what I'm thinking yeah. of. So, I get what you're saying. It was, like, 
not like they like pan to their eyes like meeting or something. It was just no, like, no. little subtle things, yeah. Yeah, it's just like where sometimes things happen and the other guys look kind of like defeated by it. He uh-huh. kind of looks like I know a secret and it's that I'm gonna win. Because <laughs> she likes me the best. Kenny's talking to Matt mm-hmm. and is saying that he's nervous about bringing Rachel home. Yeah. Like doing the hometown. Yeah. Because he's not 100% and he feels he's nervous about that with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I loved in this conversation how Matt just totally knew that he's not going to get a hometown. You know, Kenny's like, oh, I'm just nervous about bringing her home. And Matt's just like, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get how that would be hard and not at all like being like, yeah, me too. Or like, oh, no, I'm really excited about it. He's just like not saying anything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because he knows. And it's weird that, like, at the end of this episode, he's still there. Right. But I want... Yeah, it's weird to me. Especially because then Matt has time with Rachel. And she immediately asks him about Kenny. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's the new Iggy. Yeah. Or, like, the new person that kind of just gives information about the group. And Matt hints that uh, Kenny might not be doing so well emotionally. And I also wrote down here that Rachel seemed drunk. Uh, seemed she had a different drink in her hand every single time somebody else was with her. Which I think is fine. Yeah. Not It's not a bad thing. It's just an observation that yeah. like she was kind of loosey-goosey. Especially in her conversation with Kenny. Like, yeah, I, say- I almost think that that's why. I think she knew. She knew what? That it was going to be hard to say goodbye to him. Oh, which is why she had so many drinks. Maybe. Mm. So Kenny and Rachel get some time together, and, like, it seems like, you know, they still have a a good relationship with each other, right? Yeah, their rapport is great. Yeah. But, I mean, he kind of, you know, like, he was saying that he could see some future, but they're just not there yet. Right. And he sort of gave some sort of ultimatum with his daughter in mind, which I think is totally fair. Um, and she's just like, yeah, I feel like you should go home. Yeah, keeping it 100. And the two of them kept it 100. They did. Although I kind of, so in the beginning of their talk, it sort of seemed to me like Kenny was trying to say, to hint at the fact that he needed, he needed to feel more sure. And I think he meant more like, so I need a one-on-one. Like, I almost feel like that's what he was looking for more Mm -hmm. than I want to go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then she took it as, like, yeah, yeah. Like, there might have been just some (laughs) miscommunication and that kind of stuff. It seemed like almost like, yeah, like it was possible that he was trying to kind of not be manipulative, but sort of to hint at that and put on that pressure. Mm -hmm. But then her way of dealing with that pressure was to say, like, you're right, we're not there yet. And you should go home and go back to your daughter. Yeah. And I really loved that Kenny, when he was leaving, said, you're the most, I mean, one of the most amazing women I've ever met. I just, I don't know. To yeah. me, that was, like, nice that he didn't, like, he kept a 100. Yeah. Like, she is one of, but not the most mm-hmm. amazing women. Right. And I thought it was interesting that, like, he was like, bye, baby. And she was like, bye, sweetheart. And then, bye, boo. I was just like, oh, wow. They're so cute together. Yeah. I really, I think just the time pressure thing yeah. just made it so it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and he was like, damn, why do you have to be so smart and insightful? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just, I like how much respect they have for each other. Right, and I think that 
their breakup especially was the most respectful one. Like the two of them still, I think, like each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Whereas everybody else is kind of like, eh, I lost. And like may have felt um, up, more upset about it than him. Right. Sometimes when people go home, they, they seem so devastated. And they make it seem like she is the most amazing woman I've ever met. My life is over. Yeah. Like I'm so upset. Yeah. But Or she made some sort of mistake. Like what's wrong with her? What's wrong with her? What's wrong with her brain? I hate that. Yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah. Like, no. Girls are allowed to not like you. Right. Like, get over it. God. So, she breaks the news to everybody and gives out a rose to... Peter. Peter. Because oh. she's giving the rose to someone who stood out in a way that she can't explain. Oof. Dean chugs his drink. Alex has super, super, super blue pants on. <laughs> Just sky blue pants. Miss, I'll miss his clothes. Okay. Then we get then we get the one-on-one with Will. Yes. And Rachel starts out by saying that uh, he always clamps up with her. She wants to figure out why. And clamps up with her? I don't know. To me, I immediately imagined, like, a sphincter. Like, <laughs> it's like, like your butt. <laughs> Just clamping up. Just, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Clamp up like an anus. <laughs> <laughs> so they take a boat to Sweden. Yeah. Let's, just, let's go to Sweden for a date. Yep. And that's where we get to see the guy in the park playing the deconstructed Tetris game. <laughs> or deconstructed Jenga. We're just throwing sticks at other sticks. Just, you just throw the wood. Because that's what we do in Sweden. Oh. Ah. They are at a little cafe and an older couple sits down with them. Mm-hmm. And they kiss. And Rachel's mm-hmm. like, give Come me a kiss. Me. Yeah. Just, like, so exasperated at that point. Yeah, that's the point that I knew this wasn't going to go well. Mm. They're awkward together. They, like, leave the cafe, and, like, they can't figure out who's going to open the door. Yeah. There's just no chemistry there at all. Yeah, and Rachel's just like, he's only holding my hand. I don't know what's going on. They go up to that castle. They're looking at over that beautiful vignette. Yeah, like, they look at each other for a second, and he looks forward, and she's just, like, bobbing her head, basically going, like, "Mm mm-hmm. And they slowly pan the camera out, and you can tell that the cameraman is, like, really far away, and they've staged this shot, like, like exactly for this, like, incredible, beautiful like makeout. A big kiss, and, like, they'd zoom out for it, and, like, you'd see, like, oh. But instead, it's, it's just, just this awkward, crickets, like, crickets. brother-sister <laughs> hanging out on the castle. The evening part of their date is at the brewery, where I wrote, uh, Jack would have seen ghosts. Everywhere is haunted to him. Yep. Because it's old. Because it's old and it's dark and spooky. (laughs) Old brewers. (laughs) The ones that fell over the railing while they were brewing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Will's talking about how much of a great day they had and how he never really wanted to go to Sweden, but retroactively, it's on his bucket list and it's already checked off. Yeah, I love doing that. Do you have any instances where you... Didn't know that you wanted to go somewhere, but once you got there, you added it and then checked it out? Yeah, like pretty much every day. (laughs) I do something every day that I'm like, that was the most amazing thing that I'm going to add to my bucket list and then cross it off. Wow. Like today, like prune some shrubberies in the front of our house. That was pretty awesome. Check. Those are the best pruners I've ever used. Yeah, I didn't didn't know I was going to love pruning, but I did, (laughs) and so now I'm checking it off. Chopped down so many tiny little maple trees. Yeah. We killed a lot of maple trees today. They're in our bushes. They shouldn't have been growing there. there. Uh, what about you? Have you ever retroactively checked something off of your bucket list? I think the only serious 
um, answer I had for this question is when we went to the Creature Conservancy. I didn't know that I wanted to go there, but I absolutely would put that on my bucket list and check it off. So I'm going to add go back to the Creature Conservancy to my bucket list. Oh, come on. No, I am because, let me tell you why. <gasps> yes. So I was stalking them on Instagram today and seeing what pictures people had taken and tagged there. And there's a sloth with a baby. Yeah. Was that the same sloth that we saw? No, I no, think that's a different the, sloth. The other... So they only bring out some animals for display. Oh. So every weekend you could see different things. I gotcha. Which is so cool. I just and I wish that there was that. one of those near us. But luckily we're going back to Michigan we'll for another wedding. Yeah. Or make a trip out of it. Go back to Ann Arbor. That's an awesome thing okay. to add to the list. But yeah, I think you can just add, attend, or see the sloth baby at the Creature Conservancy. Okay. Yeah. You can pay $100 to get a personal tour. That might be the best way for us to guarantee. We get to see the sloth baby? Yeah. Could start fundraising. Maybe some of our followers, our listeners, would like to contribute to making our dreams come true. We'll tweet about it. Start a Patreon or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay so. anyway back to the show rachel asks will uh what, what he's attracted to and he says typically white girls <laughs> because that was his dating pool and rachel's like that's interesting because i had pretty much the same circumstance but i still managed to date black guys right and then she asks, what kind of boyfriend are you oh yeah and he's like i'm physically intimate yeah passionate and attentive and Rachel's like, hmm, mm. not to me. Did you notice that there was like a thunderstorm going on in the background? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I mean... Cut to Iggy explaining how yeah. thunderstorms... Thunderstorms are usually a symbol for things not going very well. <laughs> yeah, so... We know Iggy's not around anymore, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she picks up the rose and starts talking about how passionate he says he usually is with all of his girlfriends. But that... His white girlfriends. His white girlfriends. And he just didn't feel like she wanted him. Yeah, no. There was no reason that she should keep him around. Right. And he says, like, oh, yeah, sorry. I guess I was focusing too much on the friendship. Blah, blah, blah. All Go right. home. Next. Bye-bye, Will. So, again, we're not having a cocktail party. We're going straight to the rose ceremony. Yeah, so, okay. Rachel says a lot of stuff in this time. So, she says she feels guilty about saying goodbye to four men. Which I think is probably true. Mm -hmm. But then she also says she underestimated how hard it will be. And I was like, really? You just said goodbye to four dudes. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's that hard. Like, I guess it's taking a toll on her. Yeah. But, like, you're doing it. So, she walks in. Chris Harrison's there. And he's like, hey, how you doing? She's like, you're going to make me cry. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like I have that effect on people. <laughs> Tell me about your Chris Harrison ghost theory. Okay. Well, I know this isn't real, but can you imagine if in the show Chris Harrison was a ghost? So you know how when there's one rose left and he just kind of like comes out and then Rachel looks at him when he comes out, but none of the guys seem to notice that he comes out and he's like, Rachel, gentlemen, just one rose left and he just leaves. Right. And the guys don't... They don't make any reactions. Yeah. Um... And I, I mean, he could be a ghost. J just saying. He or what about like the fairy godfather? Oh, of yeah. The lead. Yeah, that too. Or the fairy ghost father. <laughs> yeah. 
I know it's not real because he meets people and talks to them. I don't know. Maybe they're going to sixth sense us. <laughs> what, they twist? <laughs> they twist. Chris Harrison is a ghost. There was a twist this episode. What was the twist? That we saw the end of the rose ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I kept waiting. Like, they got to the that last rose, and uh-huh. I thought, oh, we're just going to cut to commercial. That's going to be it. Yeah. But we didn't. No, we got to see two full rose ceremonies this episode. Yeah, no cocktail parties. Mm. Everything got wrapped up this time. Right. It's great. Cool. So, back to the rose ceremony. I was pretty sure that either Adam or Matt was going to go home. Me too. But neither of them did. Alex did. said Alex did. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Again, we don't know. We don't know anything about Rachel and Alex's relationship or Rachel and Adam's or Rachel and Matt's relationships. Like, we saw the same amount for all three of them, which was nothing. Right. Everybody else. Yeah, but I don't know. I think... I just feel like Alex is really interesting as a person, and I want to see more from him. So, Alex for Bachelor. It's not going to happen, though, because he's Russian, and a lot of Americans don't like Russians at this point. So, I just don't think it would play well with their demographics. That's why they got rid of him this episode. I don't think that's why. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, But, yeah, so Alex is gone, and all of his great outfits are gone. Mm -hmm. It's a bummer. Yeah. And now we're to the point of the show where... She's walking people out after the rose ceremony. Right. And she says that she has feelings for Alex, just not as many feelings. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to explore that idea with you. Like, the number of feelings? Yeah. How many feelings do you have for me? What's the max number of feelings? I don't know. Um, I mean, because there are, there are a wide variety of feelings. Sure. Like, I would disgust. Easily... Oh, I don't have, like, those feelings. So you can have a lot so of like feel- half of the feelings. I have the good feelings for you. <laughs> I have all the good feelings for you. I think that you can have the same amount of feelings for someone that you love as someone that you hate. So it's not necessarily good to have a lot of feelings. It's better to have the good feelings. Mm. Catch my drift? Yeah, I do. Do you think it's possible to love more than one person at a time? <laughs> I do. And I think that it happens in this show. Yeah. I think that most people... Do you would... think there are different kinds of love? There are definitely different types of love. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other love-related questions for me? Um, what is love? Are you a robot? <laughs> what, what is love? What is love? All right, enough of this silliness. Rachel ends the episode by saying that she's worried that she might not find the one. And that's another one of those things that I feel like everybody says on this show, but I just, it like does not compute because she had just said that it's so hard to send someone home. Yeah. So that would mean that you have a lot of people that you're interested in. Right. Seven possible people at that point, if she had such a hard time sending Alex home. Yeah. But then she's not sure she'll find the one. Do you have any thoughts about that? I mean, I think she already has. Found the one? Mm Mm-hmm. He knows that. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, I, it, realistically, though, I think that that's just one of those things that they say. Like, just to build up more drama in the show. I think, like, sure, it's possible that she doesn't end up falling in love with any of them. Um, Maybe it ties back into that, like, is it possible to love more than one person at a time? 
And if the answer is yes, then maybe she's concerned that she won't find the one because, because she finds two or three. She could see futures with multiple people, and it, yeah. it's hard to know whether or not you're picking the right future. So what do you do in that case? I, don't, I mean, I think that's just how life is. Mm-hmm. I think that happens all the time. Like, our possibilities, our paths split all the time. Sure. Where you could choose other ways. But that's fine. Just pick one. Yeah, just, it's easy. One, two, Peter, obviously. (laughs) So who do you think will be moving on after this week? When when do we hit hometowns? How many people? Four? I don't know. It's, I think it's different sometimes because remember, I think Nick brought them to his house first. Well, that happened really early in the show. No, no, but no, it happened really early, but then only one girl got to meet his parents, Mm -hmm. Raven, and then they went later and then, because I think it's usually, there's hometowns, and then there's, the guy brings the girls, or the lead brings the suitors to their house, to yeah. meet their family. And I'm not sure which one comes first. But I know that whatever Nick did, it was the opposite order. Oh, okay. So I think it could change. But I know that Matt and Adam are not going. <laughs> and I think that Matt knows So that leaves going. four guys. Yeah, and and I think that Peter, Eric, Dean, and Brian all seem like they have strong enough relationships where one of them could meet the opposite partner's parents. Yeah, I think that we just by the sake for the sake of editing or reading into how they've edited the show. Yeah, we know nothing about Matt or Adam. Right. So I can't imagine that they're gonna bring us to their parents' houses. That just would be weird. Or maybe it would be really interesting because we know nothing about them. So everything would be like, oh, who knew? Not me. <laughs> who do you think is going to win? <laughs> um, I think that... Okay, wait, no. So let's say we, we've said that Matt and Adam are the next two to go. Yeah. So then Brian, Dean, Peter, and Eric. Who is next after that? So if they go home, I think that... Brian will be next. Okay, so Dean, Peter, Eric. Then Dean. Then Dean. And then Eric wins. Oh, Peter wins. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, probably kind of the same thing, which makes this boring. I feel like I'm not supposed to like Peter as much as I do. Is it because you're engaged to someone? (laughs) No. (laughs) Is this what you're talking about, how you can love many people? No. (laughs) No, I just, like, I guess maybe I feel bad for the other guys. I feel like I'm, like, not giving them a chance. It's not about you finding out anyway. You you can... No, no, it's really... It's it's based on the the relationship that we have seen Rachel have with other people. Yeah. Like, I can find fault in the other relationships. Like, I think her and Eric together are great, except for the things that aren't great. Yeah. But we haven't seen that with Peter. We haven't seen anything that's like, ooh, red flag. Yeah. You know? We haven't seen... Or with Dean. We haven't seen Dean and Rachel together in a long time. Yeah, which I think is why we're going to see more of him before we see less of him. Mm-hmm. But I, but Dean's also super young, and I feel like that might come into play. I mean, yeah. And, and Brian, Brian, I mean, we've already discussed at length my dislike of Brian. <laughs> he just skews me out. Yeah, it would be interesting to meet his parents, though. 
maybe they're all really creepy. And so can you imagine? Okay, so they're all sitting down at the dinner table and Rachel looks up from like whatever she's, she's like putting a piece of broccoli in her mouth and she looks up and the whole family is looking at her from under their eyebrows, giving her that like, oh no, that's that's (laughs) Oh no, I'm getting them confused. They're different people. They are different people. I don't like either of them though. Sorry, Brian. I like you more than Jack Stone. Oh, absolutely. But only a little bit. Brian doesn't scare me. Yeah, I just find him kind of skeevy. Yeah, like, I just don't know. Like, Brian doesn't have any substance. Yeah. What does he do? What are his... He has... He does hand stuff. <laughs> God. <laughs> he, he's a massage... Mrs. No, the cracky one. Chiropractor? Yeah. <laughs> the cracky one. <laughs> Oh man, we're kind of getting off the deep end here. No, I think this is the best part of the podcast so far. It's <laughs> all that caffeine just and that peach sound. tea. Woo, woo, it's going to be hard going to sleep now. <laughs> Got any other last pearls of wisdom you'd like to talk about? If you're interested, you should follow us on Twitter. We're at... We Trust Tea Process. Yep. Uh, subscribe. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your family. If you have any ideas for anything, uh, just feel free to get a hold of us on Twitter. Send us a message. Tweet at us. Uh, maybe leave some reviews on podcast applications. Only if they're nice. Leave thumbs up reviews. Ding, ding. We are new to this. So <laughs> constructive criticism is better than, than being just like... being flat out mean. <laughs> We're trying to get better and better at it each week, and uh, we feel like we're doing that. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I'm Jake. I'm Sarah. And this is We Trust Trust the the process. Process.